Hi, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4. Boy, oh boy, Mom, you sure know how to hydrate a good podcast. Welcome to Hydrate Level 4, a podcast where we take a nostalgic look at movies from different generational perspectives. And I am Peter, an 80s baby. And today joining me is Daniel from A Tale of Two Dance. How are you doing, Daniel? Good. How are you, Peter? I'm doing pretty good uh, this uh, early morning for me. Um, you and me so, both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, it's finally nice to to meet you. Uh, our mutual friend here, Mike Deniston from uh, War Machine vs. War Horse, uh, suggested to me that that uh, you and I hook up because uh, A Tale of Two Dance is a, k- kind of a similar concept with a Hydrate Level 4 where uh, you and the other Dan, um, who is a Gen X and you are a millennial, and yep. you guys write reviews. But uh, tell the listeners a little bit about your guys' website and, and uh, a little bit about your, yourself and what you do because you are also new to podcasting. Yes, yes. Well, um, uh, our website is A Tale of Two Dans, as uh, Peter mentioned. And um, what we do is we review movies and TV shows and trailers, but we look at it from two different perspectives because we disagree on certain things. Even um, just a couple of weeks ago, The Big Short came out. I loved it. Uh, it was a very good movie. Um, I love the fourth wall aspect. Dan, not as much. He found it a little distracting. And I think that's really good because the reader gets to decide, you know, who they agree with most. And then, you know, then the next couple of times they don't have to read the other person's review because they found the person they, you know, agree with more. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we do, we do a lot of variety. But uh, me personally, I started podcasting early in December and um, I hooked up with this guy, uh, uh, Joe, and uh, he's from England, and we started doing a Marvel Movie World podcast. That's what mm. it was originally, and we started talking about, you know, what was going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we were talking about, you know, the TV shows, the trailers, the the movies, and what we do is we review one Marvel movie, one former Marvel movie, and then look at, you know, the latest news. So if that's, you know, a trailer or a new TV show from Marvel or something like that. And then we just do a little bit of, you know, random just uh, bantering around. And But now it's turned into, you know, a podcast where uh, hopefully I have a couple ideas of doing uh, a couple of months on different films and not just Marvel Movie World. So it's... Uh, it's, it's it's a lot of fun and it's really kind of uh, progressed as I've gotten to learn more from the likes of Mike and Cairo and all those guys. They've really taught me a lot about podcasting and uh, I've learned how to, you know, use my voice a little better and become a better host. And it's uh, now the more I guess, the more practice I get. So I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, what's, what's really funny is you and I just uh, talked about this off mic, but uh, you are just two years older than my son, Phoenix, <laughs> who, uh, you know, the followers of this show will, uh, you know, are familiar with him. But um, but the other guys that you speak of th- that are a few years older than me, you, you are probably like um, at the age where like uh, like you could be their kids or kid, you know. So I, I think that's a really don't interesting. tell so, them that Mike's gonna. Yeah, he, yeah. I already bother him enough for being old, too old. Well, he, he gets really pissed off at me sometimes. Well, Mike and I, we're we're actually about the same age, but uh, it, it's the other guys. But I'm not gonna throw them under the bus. But uh, you know, so so I'm just <laughs> oh. like you know when I see it on Twitter and so and stuff, I, I kind of secretly think like, 
it, it's kind of I, I wonder to them if they look at you as, as maybe like a uh, kind of a surrogate son, you know, that, <laughs> that they're teaching you all the trades and stuff like that. Who are these uh, old people? I, I want to know. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, I, I'm definitely not throwing no names. But um, <laughs> but speaking of the guys from Following Films, which uh, this show is a part of, uh, t- tell the listeners a little bit about this uh, big episode you just had recently with, with a uh a uh, plethora of podcast hosts. Yeah, so um, uh, I've recorded quite a few with Mike. I think three or so. We done. Uh, we've done one new one, and then we did uh, like a whole episode. So we did the uh, we did Room, and then we looked at uh, Flowers in the Attic and Panic Room. So that was one episode I did uh, a while back now. But we've also recorded uh, uh, an episode for Remember the Holocaust drama with Christopher Plummer, and mm. then. Uh, also, I was very lucky to um, go on to the True Bromance cast uh, podcast, and uh, we uh, looked at In the Heart of the Sea, and then we looked at the top three Marvel movies in in a in a sense, but we looked at like the top three movies from people who have starred in Marvel movies. So, you know, uh, I think I said Zodiac with Robert Downey Jr. and Ruffalo was one of my was my favorite or something like that, and. Um, yeah, and then I also had a year-end podcast that I hosted on my website, and we had uh, Mike uh, and uh, had us, and then uh, David from Pop Culture Case Study. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a, that was a lot of fun. And then at the end of the month, I'm going on the True Bromance podcast for their year-end podcast, and me and Mike are kind of like be commenting on their choices and make fun of them if they're really bad. So. Uh, yeah, it's uh, lo- lots of uh, fun, different podcasts I'm doing, and uh, now now I'm on this one, so I'm I'm just making my rounds of the following films podcast. <laughs> right, right, yeah, okay. So, so I think what uh, we got to get you on original remake uh, with uh, with me and Mike, and then eventually the other two guys at uh, uh, Cinematic for the People and Second Class Citizens. Or, yeah, so, right. Yeah. So, and then okay. and then I can say I am a, a guest of all. The following films. There you go. All right. Well, sounds good. Uh, today, you're uh, joining me to uh, review My Cousin Vinny uh, from 1992. Yes. Uh, well, what makes you a fan of Joe Pesci? Because that's that's actually how we decided on this movie, that he was one of the uh, uh, handful of actors here that you said that you were uh, a fan of. Fond of. Yeah. Like, um, well, I got to say, I felt in the mood to talk about a comedy because and Joe Pesci does comedies like not many other people. And the reason I love him, like I was first introduced to him in Home Alone. And uh, that's a classic Christmas movie. And, you know, I loved it. But then I started watching, you know, some of the more mature movies that my uh, friend introduced me to. And I loved him in everything he's done. Like he he was a brilliant, like the reason he won the best supporting actor. He was fantastic in Goodfellas. That was a brilliant, like my favorite movie of all time. And then even in uh, little roles in JFK, and then obviously in My Cousin Vinny now, and then Lethal Weapon Four. Him and Chris Rock made that movie. Like that was like the f- best part. I I think that's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. I would classify that as a comedy almost. So. I um I just really love everything he does practically that I, everything that I've seen at least and you know I'm I'm a huge Scorsese fan so I've seen you know him and I think three of uh, Scorsese's movies Raging Bull Goodfellas and Casino so mm-hmm. I, I I'm just a huge fan of him so 
when you uh, when you said my cousin Vinny and I realized I had it upstairs on Blu-ray and I never watched it, I was like, yes, I'm totally down. So, yeah, I I too own it on Blu-ray, so it was uh, it, it's nice that it's one of those transfers that are actually good, you know, yeah. not for not putting it on Blu-ray for the sake of putting it on Blu-ray. Uh, but back to what you were saying about Home Alone, Mike actually was on that episode with me and Phoenix. Oh, so cool. uh, if you're interested to check that out, I, I will. think um, yeah. I think on that episode, I even talk about like some of the deleted scenes that I had, n- had never seen and until like prior to that uh, re- recording, you know, so so uh, that, that was a really interesting one. And, uh, it, you know, maybe I should go back and listen to it, too, just, just to see how different like the show is, uh, you know, now uh, and then. So. Uh, but uh, 1992 is when this movie came out. It's yeah, a, uh, a good year for movies. It, uh, I haven't looked at the entire year, but um, since you brought it up, I have a few here on hand. Uh, let's see here. We got Ladybugs. You ever hear hear that one? Uh, it's a comedy. I, I've with, never heard of Ladybugs. Yeah. No, Rodney I, I was thinking. I, I was thinking more like A Few Good Men and Reservoir Dogs, but you know. If you want to bring up that one, I've <laughs> yeah, sure. heard of that. I, I think they're up uh, the same same league as those movies. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, J- Jonathan Brandis dresses up as a, as a girl to play on a girls' soccer team. You know, it's up there with that. Uh, Basic Instinct also came out. Um, um, yeah. mm-hmm. How about White Men Can't Jump? You That's that a great one? movie. Yeah, I love that. Woody Harrelson, like the first time I was really introduced to him was White Men Can't Jump. So. Yeah, and Snipes I, I, mm, before he went to jail. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, did you ever see Money Train with that same pairing? Uh, I didn't see Money Train. No. I haven't yeah. seen that. Yet. So that's also them. Is it, is uh, it good? It's, uh, I think it's okay. I don't remember it being that good like White Men Can't Jump, but it does got Jennifer uh, Lopez in it. Ooh. So there's that. And there may or may not be a uh, a scene with her and... Snipes. Uh, I forget. Probably Snipes. Maybe Snipes. I think Snipes. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And um, how about oh, American Dream? American Dream. I have not heard of that. No. No. Uh, what were you going to say now? I was going to say uh, Sneakers because that was one of my favorite from that year. Have you ever heard okay. of that? It's the, the Robert Redford it's... film with, uh, I think it's... Is it like a, like a spy movie? Kinda... No, it was... Um... Well, it wasn't like a spy movie. It's kind of hard to explain. It was more of a, it was like a hacking movie, I think, really. I, like, hacking. That, yeah. That's actually what I meant. It, isn't it where like the poster is a bunch of faces and they're kind of kind of looking through something? You only see their eyes? It, am I misremembering Yeah, well, that? it's like it's like a page is getting turned and you see their, uh, you see their faces at the very bottom of the thing. I think, yeah, I, I think I've only seen the cover box. I, I used to work at Blockbuster, so, like, if I hadn't seen the movie, I may at least know, like, yeah. what the box looks like. Yeah. Uh, but music, I don't know uh, if you're into music, but the number one song at the time of the uh, the movie's release was To Be With You by Mr. Big. Are you familiar I've, with that? I've not heard of that, but I remember you and I were having a little conversation about uh, No Diggity on uh, Twitter or Facebook. So. Oh, right, No Diggity. I think this was a little bit before No Diggity. Yeah, but, it was, uh, yeah. To be with you, I, I kind of forget the lyrics, but it, it's like uh, uh, something, something to be with you. <laughs> and I know, I hope you feel it too. Wow, you know, like, Peter, you're I'm, singing on the podcast you know, now. Uh, well, this this isn't the first time. And uh, I, I know that the listeners, they're not asking for it, but... 
it's something hey, that I do it. to you give it, you know, fine. yeah, you know, it, I, that's what I do. But uh, yeah, it's I, obviously I'm not doing justice to to the song, but I think if you heard it, maybe. But I feel like I don't know yeah, if they're I a one hit wonder, yeah, because I I know the song for sure, but the the just the name of the group, like Mr. Big, like this is the only song I know of there. So I I don't know if they're one hit wonder, but it was one of those um hair bands, you know, they they got the, the long hair and. Uh, stuff like that but the the song before it that uh, preceded it that was number one i'm too sexy by <laughs> right said fred I that, know that you know one. right uh, encino man yeah 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 and uh the one uh, the number one song after it was vanessa williams save the best for last so that's a really good song i've heard of that yeah so uh, huh. vanessa williams was also an eraser if you ever watched like uh, some arnold movies <laughs> oh arnold yeah all right so uh back to my cousin Vinny. It yeah. stars uh, Joe Pesci, as we discussed, as the titular uh, character, Vinny uh, Gambini, that is. And uh, his cousin, uh, former Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio, plays Bill. Yeah. Uh, Marissa Tomei here is uh, Mona Lisa. And Stan, uh, Ralph Macchio's friend here, is played by Mitchell Whitfield. Uh, oh, yeah, we got the judge, Fred Gwynn. Lane Smith uh, plays uh, District Attorney Trotter. And Bruce McGill is a uh, Sheriff Farley. So aside from, well, just tell me who uh, you're familiar with and maybe like a movie that you know them from. Uh, you've well, already uh, named Joe Pesci, obviously. Ralph Maggio is uh, obviously Karate Kid because that, that's the only movie I think I've seen him in. Uh, Marissa you haven't Tom? seen Outsiders? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. I don't, or no, I don't think I have. I have to, though. I you have you have to yeah you uh that, I mean you got Patrick Swayze um Emilio Estevez Tom Cruise yeah that's uh, a great yeah I've I've I, I, Dylan, I'm, yeah yeah I'm a little ashamed I haven't seen it yet but uh, I have a, I have a long list of movies I have to watch right now I have, sure like, my absolutely list is like boom so yeah um, yeah I I figured maybe that's something that you might have watched just because have did you read the book in school at all. No, I haven't actually. That's why oh, I okay. yeah, but oh, I've, well, I've heard of sense. it a lot. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It looks really good. But yeah, um, obviously Joe Pesci. I've seen a lot of movies: uh, Goodfellas, Raging Bull, uh, Casino, that sort of stuff. And then Marissa Tomei, uh, Tomei, 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 Tomei. Um, I've seen in uh, The Wrestler. Uh, I've seen yes. her in um, what's that? Uh, it was the Crazy Sydney- Stupid Love. No, the Sydney um, Sydney Lumet movie, his last movie, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Um, I was Philip Seymour Hoffman. I think she's in that as well. That was. Oh gosh, I don't know here. She she's actually been in like uh, I guess she's had a lot of small roles in some of these movies. I I can't yeah. pinpoint which one you're uh, talking about, but um, she was yeah. also in What Women Want. Mel Gibson, love interest. Yeah. Well, not, not quite a love interest, but. Um, how about the the judge? Are you familiar with the judge? No, I actually am not. I I like you said, I might have seen him in something before, but uh, not. I, I'm the name looks familiar, but I haven't. Don't think I've seen him before. No. Um, did you? Are you familiar with the Munsters? No. No. Okay. It's a it's a family of monsters. You know, they Fred Gwynn played Herman Munster, which was the Frankenstein, and he's you know he was the dad. And then there yep. was uh, the mother who's like the fri- uh, bride of Frankenstein and the grandpa was a Dracula, you know? Hmm. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a TV show from the sixties, but uh, I wasn't sure if it's like uh, it was on syndication, maybe while you're growing up, 
you know, kind of like a kind of like the Adams family a little bit, but hmm. but monsters. And uh, he was also in uh, Pet Cemetery, the first one. So I don't know huh. if you're familiar with that one. God, that's interesting. No, yeah. I, I haven't heard of I haven't heard of those. No. Yeah, yeah. Fred's uh, uh, Pet Cemetery is a, a horror movie. Uh, it, it, it take you know this the cemetery who whoever or whatever you bury there they come back to life, but they come back you know as like the evil versions of themselves, like Bizarro, you know, kind of thing. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't I don't know if it still holds up to be honest. I haven't seen that in a really long time, but uh, I, I did I, I do remember it kind of creeped me out and scared me because on the uh, next episode of hydrate level four (laughs) yeah i don't know maybe 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 during uh maybe during october we'll we'll see for sure uh but how about the sheriff bruce mcgill he's in like everything bruce mcgill um the show uh i think like i said it's hard to like for me if i see their faces then i recognize it but I'm just trying to visualize it now. I, I don't think I'd see them in anything, but if you mentioned some movies that I might know, then I'd probably see them before. I have not seen it, but apparently he's in Ride Along. Um, oh! Oh, yeah. and he's that old... I think he might be that... Good. I'm not it's, sure, but he um, might be that old sheriff. His name is uh, Lieutenant Brooks in yeah, the, uh, in the, the movie. Old, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know uh, who you're talking about now. Yeah. And I'm not recognizing any of the really new stuff but he was also in law abiding citizen a few years, years back but yeah definitely in a lot of stuff um okay uh, so let's go ahead and uh, jump into the movie so this was your first time watching it and uh this was my well you know i i kind of grew up on it uh, to be honest with you I, I saw this a lot on tv it was on mm-hmm. usa a lot too uh, i want to say yeah so uh the movie starts off we got bill and stan you know uh the, the the two kids here that that get in trouble with the law but they're uh traveling through beat was it beecham county somewhere in alabama yeah and they uh, they stop by yeah yeah they stop by a little convenience store called the uh, sack of suds and they pick up a bunch of stuff you know for the road and uh i guess bill's hands were full and he puts a can of tuna into his jacket um that, I, I don't feel that's something that you would do if your hands are full no, but he wasn't thinking straight, most likely, and it was a no. movie. <laughs> no, no, uh, yeah, I totally get that, but I was just like, uh, because anytime I'm in the store, okay, so I, I got kids, you know, um, I, I got one that's three and a half right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever tried to put something in his jacket, but I do remember Phoenix kind of doing something like that when he was younger, and uh, I was just like, what, what are you doing? You know, we're going to get in trouble. So, like, that was just my first reaction. And for for Bill to be like, uh, where do I put this? I, I'll just put it in my coat for now. And yeah. Like, well, weren't you walking up to the counter and you've kind of forgot? But yeah, no, it, it's a movie, but it's just kind of a. Um, I guess I bring it up because I don't feel it's it's kind of a a weak plot device, right? That that that's how he shoplifts the tuna. But you know, we'll go with it. Um, so they take off and. And then uh, Bill realizes that he forgot the can of tuna in his pocket, but then they're immediately pulled over. And what 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 do you think about this uh, scene at the police station where they're kind of being uh, being questioned? Um, Because nobody brings up that, you know, uh, brings up the the murder until like a little bit later. So there's this uh, miscommunication here where they think that they're being arrested for the, the shoplifting of tuna. And the the cops, they're they're like, yeah, you know, they're questioning them, but not really right out saying 
that and this is for the murder of the clerk. I think it's really, really funny, kind of like it's like a whole misunderstanding, and it kind of the comedy comes out, and like that's the first scene where you really see the comedic side of this movie, and I, I found that really well. It was kind of like interesting way to set up the movie, but it it worked for me. I don't know. It's kind of like a classic misunderstanding, but it was like, you know, really serious in a way, but funny in a way at the same time, you know? Yeah. I do like, uh, when, when, uh, Bill was being questioned and, uh, the, the part where he's talking to uh, the, the sheriff and then he's like, I killed the clerk, you know, like, uh, just, just that delivery, like his reading of those lines. I, I thought that played really well because, Coming yep. from the, the the sheriff, yeah, it sounds like he's uh, he's admitting to it. So I, I kind of get that, but you're right. It's the classic misunderstanding. But uh, watching it, I, I don't know, maybe because I'm older now, I'm just like, you know, <laughs> it, it, I know it's a comedy, and it's a really good comedy, and it's very well written. I was just like, these scenes, you know, I don't know how you make it any better, but it kind of bothered me, like, a little bit. Hmm. Just a little. Yeah, well, I think maybe... Maybe that's when you're younger. It doesn't bother you as much or something like that. Could be. Okay. Yeah, right, you're just so... too old now to watch that movie. <laughs> oh, so so now now I'm in that uh, pool of old people. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you're the one who told me you had a 15-year-old kid, right? So Yeah, yeah that. You, 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 you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. But uh, in my defense, I did have him at an extremely young age. So, so I'm still kind of a cool, hip, young dad. Cool, hip, young um, dad. No, but you know right. what we got to do? We got to have me and Phoenix on with you. And then we can band up against you for like some newer movie that you have to watch. And then you'll be like, oh, I hated it. And we'll be like, yeah. Suck. I think, I think that's, uh, I think that'd be a great idea. Matter of fact, he... You know what? Uh, I don't want to put this in stone now, but um, since you do Marvel, he's a huge fan of Deadpool. Oh, we got to do that. Oh, so, that would be so much fun. Yeah. So, yeah, so we'll I'm, see. Maybe maybe that's something you can return for. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the Deadpool is going to be. Well, what I'm doing for that episode is uh, me and the guy, I mean, the uh, guy I do it with, we decided we're going to make that episode R rated just for okay. like, just because Deadpool's going to be R rated. So I think it'll be kind of. Uh, fun to go a little nuts uh, with that so sure sure yeah. um well uh on this show me and phoenix we keep, we keep it pretty pg we I mean, we drop a little uh you know, word here or there but it's usually in the context of of the movie you know movie, if it's yeah. like yeah if it's said in the movie but yeah if it was just like me and you yeah those those rules are off the table yeah but, uh yeah but you have to be a good to example how... to your son right exactly exactly <laughs> and that's why i am the way i am when he's on the show so uh, yeah. yeah so yeah it'll be an interesting review for sure if, yeah. if we do do that yeah all right so uh so bill gets to uh, call his mom yeah and and i kind of like this too because like you can uh you don't get to hear the mom talk but you can no. obviously you can sense um, what she's saying exactly and i like the part where he's like oh he is really in and uh stan's like what is she saying like oh uh we, we got a we got a lawyer in the family <laughs> and uh <laughs> and you're like yes joe pesci is showing up now <laughs> yeah yeah so uh do you want to talk about his appearance like well, what would you think of when you first saw him you know showing up in like that this uh black black leather jacket well I, I guess they first show up into town and then we get this little scene where uh him and uh, uh mona lisa they i, I guess they, they got mud in their tires so it's just something that they're finding out because they're from you know new jersey or no well no new york um they're from new york and they're not familiar with this expression of getting mud in the tires so apparently something that happens down south 
Yeah. But what do you think about the uh, introduction here of uh, you know, of Vinny and Mona Lisa? Because I, I don't think we get them until like 15, 20 minutes into the movie. Well, I thought it was classic, like Joe Pesci introduction, you know, just a bit over the top. And uh, but, you know, I enjoyed it. And it, it was um, well, just his look is very like unlawyer like. So, I, I, you know, you knew you were going to be in for a treat. I think as soon as you saw him show up with his girlfriend and his leather jacket and his shades and you're like, this is going to be a yeah. funny movie. Oh, my God. Right. So. And he, he's bu- he's bumming his music with the windows down, you yeah. know, coming through this uh, little town. Everyone's staring at him. Yeah, um, he, he does. He's like a guy who just doesn't give a toss about anything. You know, he just kind of like, I- I'm me. And if you don't like me from me, you could screw off. Yeah, that's it. You know, I, I think he's uh, he thinks he's big time, you know, because he's being called upon for an actual case, a murder case at that. Yeah. And um I, I one of my favorite scenes uh, is coming up here is is when we get this a uh, big misunderstanding when Stan meets Vinny. You must be Stan. How you doing? Why'd they bring you in here? Well, I just got in. I asked where the new guys were and they brought me right in. Hey, sleeping, huh? Cute little guy. You know, maybe I just start with you. I'll let him sleep a little bit. Look, I don't want to do this. Hey, I don't blame you. If I was in your situation, I'd want to get through this whole thing as quickly and with as little pain as possible. So, you know, let's try our best to make it a simple in and out procedure. What's the matter? Relax, relax, relax. You know, maybe we should spend a couple of minutes together, you know, to get acquainted before we, uh, you know, before we get to it. What's wrong with you? I don't want to do this. But I understand, but, you know, what are your alternatives? My alternatives? Yeah. To what, to you? I don't know. Suicide? Death? Look, it's either me or them. You're getting fucked one way or the other. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Lighten up, okay? Don't worry, I'm gonna help you. <sighs> Gee, thanks. Excuse me, but I think a modicum of gratitude would not be out of line here. You think I should be grateful? Yeah. I mean, it's your ass, not mine. I think you should be grateful. I think you should be down on your fucking knees. I'm sorry. I didn't know it was such an honor to get a visit from you. Hey, I'm doing a favor here, you know. You're getting me for nothing, you little fuck. Boy, that's one hell of an ego you've got. What the fuck is your problem? I did not come down here just to get jerked off, you know. No, no. I'm not jerking you off. I'm not doing anything. That's it. You're on your own. I'm just taking care of sleep of beauty. Hey, Billy, hey, back off. So what do you, you think about this scene here? Because it goes on forever. Be, be, it before. does. It, like, uh, when I saw it was 120 minutes, I was like, ooh, uh, comedy, 120 minutes? And you know what? In the end, it it, um, it was fine, I thought. But, like, that scene, like, it went on a little long. But even then, it was still, like, I feel like they had, like, three or four scenes of this where it was just misunderstanding one person thinks it's a completely different situation and the other's like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Like, what are you talking about? And then like, it's just, it, I think it really creates for some comedic, like, I don't know how you say it. Like, I don't know, genius. If yeah. you could go that far, it, it really, it like, I would be scared shitless if, you know, Joe Pesci showed up in my cell because that guy you know <laughs> if you see him in goodfellas like that guy can go nuts right so oh yeah 
Yep. So, but hey, I can understand. Yeah. <laughs> you, you laughing at me? <laughs> you laughing at me? Oh man, am I but... funny to you? <laughs> Do I amuse you? Oh man. Yeah. There's so many classic lines from that movie, but like, um, you can understand Ralph Macchio's like uh, his reaction. But it's just funny seeing these two interact and not knowing what's going on. You know, for the first like I don't know, it seemed last like five ten minutes or something like that, or longer. It was, it's pretty long. Yeah, yeah. we definitely gotta uh, give credit to the to the writer for for making that work. You know, because yeah. the you know obviously uh, both people are talking about completely different things here. Uh, Dale uh, Lawner, I definitely don't know that guy there. Um, all right, so we we find out that Vinny has no experience whatsoever. So they're having a sit down with all three of them, yeah. and I, I guess the only experience he's really had is a like personal injury, <laughs> and uh, he's been, I guess, over the six uh, over six years, he's been taking the bar and finally passed it on his sixth try, <laughs> and has really only been practicing law for like what was this going on six weeks? I think yeah. I think they said yeah yeah six weeks yeah. That was oh yeah. man yeah that that was like he saw like the the despair in uh, Billy's eyes. I thought it was right. really funny. Yeah, yeah because they're, they're, they keep looking at each other like, uh, oh, you, so you haven't done murder, but but you've done like drugs and robbery, right? <laughs> they keep like trying to like feed, feed him like maybe you do this, and he's like, no, nope, no, nope, can't say that I have. <laughs> he just plays it straight too. He yeah. does a really good job. And what what did you think of um, Marissa Tamai's uh, Tamai's character? What did you think of her? Because I think everyone like talks about her performance, and I personally enjoyed Joe Pesci, but that's because I'm a little biased towards him. Sure, but um, everyone like she won the Best Supporting Actress for her uh, for her role in My Cousin Vinny. So, like, I felt that she had like sort of like a smaller role at in the first half of the movie that like expanded in the second half kind of a thing is that what you got to or i did i did get that um and also i i think why she even got the nod is because she's playing someone that's so so different from how she really is you know the accent and the the uh, physical uh uh, gestures that that she makes like uh i i've talked to people who are like yeah she she looks like she came straight like out of New Jersey, you know, and so uh, so she's believable in that. But do you know the the story behind her winning that that uh, Oscar? No, I don't. So the 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 controversy is uh, is basically what <laughs> is very similar to what recently happened with the uh, the Miss Universe and Steve Harvey. Um, so Jack Palance, do you know that actor? Yeah, yeah, Jack Palance. Yeah, I've heard ja- of him. Jack Palance. Um, I guess uh, apparently. That's uh, he read the wrong name when announcing that that win, and uh, it was supposed to go to somebody else, uh, supposedly. Really? And yeah, so so it's kind of like crowning the wrong Miss Universe. And, and so but they so, they didn't rescind it and give it to the right person. I no, she she still ha- uh she's she's still an Oscar winner, and I you know we talked a little bit about this during the War Machine versus War Horse when I, when I was on there, so uh so I I, I only remember that because uh, I don't remember how much details we go into that, yeah. but it's you can read up on it, man. You just uh you know um I, I forgot who she won over because uh, I think it was also like a snub kind of thing. Like people are like, wait, what? Mar- Marissa Tomei won won that for that role, but right. uh, I mean I don't I don't want to take anything from her like because I, I hadn't seen 
the other movies like i i i vividly remember on war machine versus war horse that we actually talked about like the other movies that the uh the uh other supporting actresses that were nominated like like yeah we don't remember that those movies at all yeah so uh in this one we clearly remember you know but yeah she she did really good uh but you're right you, you know we don't get a lot of her in the first half of the movie but like the little bit we get of her we start to pick up on some things like the first time we see them, you know, show up in Alabama, we, uh, uh, Vinny, he mentions, you know, to this, uh, this local guy that, that she's really good with her. She knows a lot about cars. You know, yeah. he laughs at her too. So we get that, but it's kind of a, like a blink and you miss it kind of line. But obviously at the end of the movie, we're like, boom, you know, they hit us with it. But, um, yeah, I see, I see what you mean, but I, I think they used her well in it. Like, uh, I don't think I was lacking early on. Like, we're, we're getting bits and pieces, and I think that's fine because uh, this movie is about Vinny. Yeah, it is, yeah. And yeah. That's, uh, that, that's why she won Best Supporting Actress rather than Best Actress, right? So, Right, allegedly. So, so we'll see. Well, you know, allegedly. I, I, <laughs> oh, my God. I feel so yeah, bad, like, though, if that's what ex- <laughs> actually happened. Like, wouldn't that feel awful to know that It would won? feel awful. Oh, man. And, you know, ironically, I, I think uh, when she moved shortly after winning that Oscar, like, she lost her, her Oscar statue, too. <laughs> like, uh, how funny is that? What the um, hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I had an Oscar, I would never let that, well, not, you know, I would let it leave my sight, but I would keep it in, like, a steel box or something. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, awful. It, yeah, it's, uh, you, you can find that, like, in the trivia under IMDb. It's it's a really interesting read. Story. You know? so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, on this uh, on this movie, during shooting, uh, since Joe Pesci won that Oscar for the uh, Best Supporting Actor, I, I guess he brought his Oscar too to to like shooting d- during this movie. So uh, <laughs> uh, a bunch of weird stuff uh, behind the scenes here. What what you think about the uh, the scene where Vinny meets uh, Judge Holler and uh, they clearly don't like each other? Well, it's like um, like I've seen a lot of like uh, movies like that where you know the judge and the, obviously the lawyer don't get along, but this was you know. They were mostly serious movies. This was, you know, a comedic look kind of at that. And I, it, it, like, I, I really love the judge. He was very funny, like serious funny. And I like when people can do that. Like they can do, you know, you know, do a really serious face and deliver lines that will make you laugh out loud. Like, like they're, you know, Alan Arkin. Yes. Yeah. He, he does that brilliantly. Like he's one of my favorite comedians, even though he's classified as a dramatic mm. actor. But he like he delivers like lines like this, and he'll like go haha, and you know, and it's really funny what he says. But he has this super serious face, and I kind of loved how the judge actually made you laugh without having to, you know, like be you know funny. If if you know what yeah. I mean, kind of. Do you no, get what I'm I, saying? I do know what you mean. And what what they actually say is that um, like like comedians because because they have like that comedic timing and stuff like that, that they actually do a, a very good turn in, in, uh, um, in drama, you know, in, in acting period, you know, a very good example is Brian Cranston, who was the dad in Malcolm in the middle and goes on to play Walter White in breaking bad. Yeah. You know, like, like people are like what this guy, he's, he's a comedian, you yeah. know? So, um, so I, you know, I have heard that said, you know, that people like, I mean, it, I, I guess the, I, that's where I first heard it was from breaking bad because, like if you look at some of the people that were on the show, a lot of them were, you know, had some kind of background in comedy and they did very well. Like, uh, see Saul Goodman. Did, did you ever watch Breaking Bad? 
Yes, I, I okay. I was hooked I'm, all uh, all five seasons. Yes, um, I'm, I'm blanking on the actor's name who played Saul Goodman. Um. Oh. Uh, oh. Oh my I know, god! I, no, I, I know I watch, his name. Yeah, <laughs> I I do too because uh, I I watch um, uh, Better Call Saul, so I, mean, Call. I watch that too. Yeah, it's the second season that's coming out soon, isn't it? Um, it is. Oh, I know. Ta 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 ta. Oh goodness! Wow, this is really tough. Okay, well, I'm I'm really disappointed in myself right now. Well, I, I am like, too because I'm the one who I, I I brought it up. So I know, isn't it like um. Bob, something. Bob Odenkirk. There Bob we go. Bob Odenkirk. You. There we go. We <laughs> yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. We got it. In okay. The there end. we go. See, high five. High five. Um, there we go. <laughs> there you go. And uh, yeah, because he started in comedy too, you know. And so, uh, and well, but but his character was kind of funny, to, to yeah. be honest. So he wasn't like uh, like a silly. But but now he's really serious and better. Call Saul. Like he's starting to like. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Yeah. He started off like very serious, and we're starting to see him like loosen up a little bit uh, as as that season progressed. So. Same thing, you you know, uh, like people with that comedic timing can can pull off like uh, like good acting. So like the judge is, I I don't want to say he's my yeah well you know what he's my favorite supporting character in this movie. Like, you know I'm not going to take anything away from Joe Pesci like he he's great in this movie too. But the judge he's the only one who's playing it straight in this entire movie, and and like you said you know like some of his uh, scenes are are funny too. But um, he's just so serious, and and I buy him as his judge. Yeah, no, yeah, and you do, and he he looks. It's kind of a weird thing to say, but he looks like a judge. Like he looks like one of those, you know, nineteen fifties uh, To Kill a Mockingbird judges. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. Um. So we get a, we get a scene where Mona Lisa and Vinny go eat breakfast, and I thought this was hilarious because they. <laughs> Because they uh, they open up the menu and they're they're looking at it right. You're like, okay, you know, as people do, you're looking at the menu, no, no yeah. big deal. And then and then he looks at Mona Lisa and he's like, he shrugs and like, yeah, we'll just get the breakfast, you know. And then it cuts to the menu and all you see is breakfast, lunch, dinner. <laughs> uh, I, th- I thought that was uh, oh, hysterical. Man. Yeah, that was just like I don't know how you describe it. It was like funny, like like corny comedy kind of a thing like uh, the stuff that yeah. you had in like the 50s on sitcoms and stuff like that i thought that was really funny i i feel like this is actually how i would be with my wife too like if we were uh <laughs> have you heard of a in and out burger yeah, yeah i've heard of it yeah I, yeah you, I you know the they States. only got like they they only got like five items <laughs> you know but uh, yeah. that, that's something like uh, i would probably say to my wife be like so many burgers to choose from you know like that that's that's a line that i would just say but uh it, it is really yeah. funny i think this movie was just so like like even though it was a long movie it was like so briskly paced and so like like had this easygoing vibe that like you kind of just like let your guard down and just went with it so it was like you know these funny scenes that you know nowadays like if they tried to do this they would fail miserably because like you know you you don't get good really good comedies these days like you get maybe like four out of like you know 400 or something like that that are actually good comedies that like are not based on like you know swearing and explicit but just comedy 
And, you know, I know this was R for language, but, like, even then, there weren't, like, you know, the innuendo jokes and stuff like that. And I just really liked how easygoing it was and just how this whole entire movie was just one giant big misunderstanding. And it made you, like, you just, like, you were entertained from start to finish. And I really, I thought that was, like, kind of what made this movie so enjoyable in the end, you know? Oh, yeah, I agree. And and to what you're saying what I do like this movie, yeah, it is two hours long, and I I love it how you don't get like a bunch of just short clips. I mean, every scene that you see, it's 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 kind of telling you something. I mean, like this scene right here, we they uh, they learn what a grit is, like eating grits. Like, have you ever had grits? No, I I, okay. I don't plan on having grits anytime soon. <laughs> You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just like uh, they they said it's um, you know, like uh, like cornmeal. You know, it's yeah, it, it's not bad. I've only had it while I was in the South, like when I was in in Georgia. Uh, yeah. uh, I served nine years in the army, and when oh, I was cool. in, yeah, so w- basically, like most of the places that I've been, Virginia, um, Georgia, and Kansas, maybe I've had I've had grits. Uh, huh. Not so much in the Pacific Northwest. But um, I mean, they're they're really not that bad, and everybody they eat them differently too. Uh, apparently, like in this movie, you see that they just uh, add butter. You know, uh, some people maybe throw in a little bit of um, salt and pepper with it, yeah. and some people they'll they'll put in like jelly. You, huh. you know, like those little packs of like f- flavored jelly. Yeah, yeah. They'll just yeah, open one of those up, put it in, and mix it in and eat it. So everybody eats them differently. And I've never been uh, like a oatmeal, cornmeal, that sort of fan like i'm a huge like you know omelet or eggs and breakfast that sort of stuff so i i I don't plan on eating grits but you know what if i'm in the south and uh it's one of the choices on the menu and doesn't seem like anything else is good i I might give it a try if uh if you say it's okay if you say it's okay i trust you pierre yeah i I say it's okay and uh (laughs) do we get us do we get there uh, their opinion on grit, like because because we see we see Vinny use like a fork to to pick up like a really tiny he, he's portion just, of it. Yeah, he's just nuts. Like I don't know. Like that's why <laughs> I, I I love I love uh, Joe Pesci not because he's you know nuts in real life because he seems like a pretty chill guy, but he's just nuts in his, some of his roles. And I think this was one of the roles where he just kind of like went with it and just completely went to the character and it worked. So. I think, you know, he, he just, he, there's like so many different um, things you can channel as an actor. And I think he like, obviously, I'm not sure if the director told him to do this, but like, he's, you know, infamous for being someone who's very good at improvising, right? So I, I love, I love when actors or, or directors just add the small little details, because it's the small little details that make it believable. Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree with that. I, I do love it when they get uh, that that kind of free range to improvise. So I, I would be very curious to check out like the. Uh, I mean, because we both have the Blu-ray. I didn't look at the special features, but yeah. I gotta imagine there's a commentary in there, and so maybe we can find out if yeah. like that scene or like what other scenes might have been improvised. So yeah, yeah very that'd cool. be cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we get the 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 first scene where or the first time they're in jail on this uh, arraignment. And uh, I really like it because it goes on for a while. And like uh, Vinny is just he's him and the judge, man. This is all it's about, really. And the judge just want him to say whether or not they're they're guilty, like guilty or not guilty. Like that's all he wants out of his mouth. And Vinny just keeps running his mouth, you know, ends up getting uh, two counts of contempt and thrown in jail. Oh, it's 
Oh, just thinking back of it, like this judge is really like cantankerous, isn't he? Is like he 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 has such a bad temper and he's so uncooperative all the time. <laughs> like he just he just does not want to help out anyone but himself. I feel like he's just one of those stubborn judges who will not like who will not like you know who's so prideful that they won't accept anything anyone else says but themselves. I don't know. Is that I that's what I got and that's what made him so comedic. I I understand where you're going but uh he's you know he's old so he's a very seasoned judge, right? Yeah. And being from the south, you know, I I feel like they're probably a little bit more stern with the laws. I mean, I don't want to take anything from other places. Yeah. But uh but yeah, I completely buy it. I I don't think he's um like being any different maybe than than any other older judge I, I i feel and uh but also you got this guy who's from out of town who disrespects your court by not dressing up properly quote unquote yeah. properly right we leather jacket wearing black hey he um, looks cool though <laughs> he does look cool I'll, I'll give him that for sure i mean uh, I, I probably wouldn't have mind but i, I could kind of see it you know he's definitely you know uh channeling his uh clint eastwood you know get off my lawn right yeah so get off yeah, my lawn. I, yeah no exactly I so <laughs> and um, it's really funny because I watched Cool Runnings the night before. And okay. have you seen Cool Runnings? Like a long time ago. Okay, well, like there's this one scene and he's like um, the Jamaican guy is telling the other Jamaican guy, you know, stand up for himself and tell his father, no, I'm staying here. And he's like, uh, you're a badass mother who don't take no crap off of nobody. And I'm like, that is a judge. He's like badass oh, okay. who won't take crap off no one like he he I, and obviously that makes for a good job uh judge and obviously i know that uh I, I i know that i said before that he's you know uncooperative but i guess like you said that does make a good judge because you have to stand firm and the court is your house and it's your rules right so right yep yeah you know, absolutely so yeah I, yeah i thought that was really funny kind of just like a flashback like yeah that, that's what the judge is he's uh he's pretty uh he's pretty stern <laughs> I, does that movie hold up for you? Did, did you enjoy it? Cool Runnings or yeah, yeah, cool Runnings. yeah. Oh yeah, okay. for sure. Like I'm, I'm okay. But I live in Canada, so like the idea of seeing Jamaicans bobsledding is just so comical. <laughs> and it's got sure. John Candy and yeah, and, I love John uh, Candy. Great, great cast. So it's 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 definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, John Candy was in uh, Home Alone. He so was. There you go. He was. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, but. Uh, no, I um, it was kind of like a bit of a comedy weekend for me, you know. Awesome, awesome. That's 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 great that you didn't have anything that you're like, ah, you know, what a waste of time, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think I will have to check out Cool Runnings again. It's it's, it's been, I, I think I, I only seen it like the one or two times when like around its release. So yeah, no, you, I'd love to. Have... Yeah, I have it on DVD, but I'd love to uh, hear you and uh, your son do a podcast on that. That would be interesting. Well, maybe we'll have you come on that too then. Yeah. Um, offhand, do you remember what year that came out? Was that, uh, I think was that was, also 92? No, I think I think it might have been earlier? in the 89. I, really? I think it might have been really... I, I think it... Or no, it couldn't have been. Because the Calgary Olympics was in 88. So, yeah, it couldn't have been 89. It must have been early 90s though um here let me how look. how uh how often are the calgary olympics uh um, the the well the winter olympics are every four years right and okay. so yeah this was sent at like the proper olympics so 
uh, it was just in Calgary that year. So it was, yeah, it was 88 that they were set in. And the movie was 93, 1993. Okay. Yeah. yeah so so I, I, I knew it was, yeah, so I was 10 years old because I knew it couldn't have been 89 because no, yeah. I, I, I think I definitely would have missed a boat on that uh, had it came out when I was six. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, but um, yeah, but Hans Zimmer did the score and um, if you For know. Cool Runnings. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, okay. It was a lot of fun. And uh, if you've heard of uh, John Turtletop, I don't know. He, I, I do know the name. He's done he's done a couple uh, silly, silly films. Uh, um, what was it? A National Treasure he did. And then he's also okay. done. He also did Last Vegas. You know, that silly comedy with uh, De Niro, Freeman, Klein. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. The the old guy is going the to uh, Vegas going for the to last Vegas. time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is that is that good? Did you see that one? Yeah, I did. It's... Yeah. It's you okay. know, there's some funny I'm not scenes. missing anything. You're not missing anything. No. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So we get a, a pool hall scene. Okay. So uh, so apparently Mona Lisa, she went to a pool hall to, to try to get more money. Right. So she played a guy. She won, but the guy wouldn't uh, give her the money. So Vinny goes over there. And I, I, I kind of forgot like how the scene was going to go down. But um, I think Vinny kind of showcases his uh, skill here in kind of talking out of really fighting this guy. And so we get the scene where yeah. he's just like, you know, give me the 200 or I'm going to kick your ass. And, and then yeah. the guy's like, yeah, he, he wasn't giving up the money. He's like, OK, well, uh, or how about I kick your ass and take the 200. So uh, so I, I do like the scene. What did you think of this particular scene? Like, did you think like we needed this uh, little subplot, you know, with uh, you know, this, this guy and the 200 dollars? Um, I don't know. I don't know if we needed it. If if you know what I mean, like it wasn't like, oh my goodness, we need this. This was a great, like it was a funny scene, like a lot of them, but it kind of stretch helped stretch out the movie, in in a way. You you, you know what I mean? Like he, I, I do know what you mean, but like, because I'm, I'm thinking, um, because because there's a payoff, obviously, for this scene. Yeah, but obviously. It's like, no, but and like, it why, shows why later in the movie. Stretch it out because yeah, because it's two hours. Yeah, because we see him. Uh, because the the scene basically ends with like uh, Vinny saying, "Um, all right, well, let me see the the two hundred. You know, and the guy's like, "Oh, well, I, I got it." And, and so they kind of go back and forth, and and Vinny's like, "Okay, well, when you get the two hundred, then come see me, and then I'll kick your ass." Yeah, that, that kind of thing. And then yeah, we see him like two more times. You know, the, the guy's like, all right, I got the 200 right here. And Vinny's like, oh, fanning out. Let me see. How do I know they're not all ones? You know, and then that scene ends. And then later on, the guy comes back. He's like, hey, here's the money. It's all fanned out. So he's running into him. And then, like, Vinny's just having a bad day and punches the guy, you know, and takes the money. So th- there's a payoff. But but I'm just like, well, w- what else are we getting out of this subplot with, with this guy? I mean, because well, we clearly... They're getting some money, I guess. Um Yes, it shows up later because you know Vinny isn't necessarily a rich guy, so two hundred dollars, you know, probably go a long way for them, you know. Yeah, no, I I get you, but like if, if they really needed that two hundred, why not just take it right then and there? Why didn't you just kick his ass and take the two hundred like in the first scene? I, <laughs> they wanted to stretch it out to one hundred and twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. So, um, so Vinny's not doing so well in 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 court. So Stan hires a public defender. What'd you think of this uh, this stuttering uh, attorney here? Oh, it reminded um, 
I I don't know if I can say this. This might be a little, but I have a friend who uh, who stutters, and he reminded me a lot of him. <laughs> is, is, is your friend stutter that bad too? Yeah, and I feel really bad for laughing. Like my friend, uh, he accepts it because you know he knows that he stutters, and he's uh, he's a really good sport about it. But I was like, I I I was watching it, and I just kept laughing. Not <laughs> and because he was funny too, but like. Some people might find that offensive, you know, having like a stuttering well, lawyer and stuff like that. But you can relate, like yeah. you know, you, 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 he's your friend. friend. It's yeah. not like, yeah, you're not laughing at people that stutter. It's no, like you're you're laughing because you know someone that stutters. Yes, and who yeah. who's very funny. Like sometimes he stutters on the most awkward words ever, and you're like, uh, <laughs> are you gonna finish that sentence? Uh, no, but um, yeah, uh, I want to hear him stutter during like a curse word. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, that'd be, that'd be awful. Funny. Yeah, no, but um, it's it was definitely like a very funny scene, and some people might not appreciate that. But you know what? I think we have enough. We have it's enough comedy. Yeah, we have enough politically correct people in this world. I'm not gonna be one of those people. <laughs> uh, so if you know, if I get to enjoy yeah, it, yeah, good of, on you. You know, it's it. Yeah, it's polit. You know, it, it, sometimes people should just enjoy it for you know, what it is and not take everything so seriously, I think. Because if you take everything seriously, then you can't really enjoy life as much. So I think that this scene was definitely something that you have to see it's a comedy and, you know, have your and just be relaxed and be enjoying it to, you know, enjoy. Some people might not, but I, I did and I found it funny. And I think you're saying you found it quite funny as well, right? So I did. I yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, because Dan's like, yeah, I'm just going to hire somebody else. And it's not working out for him either. So I thought that was funny. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, we get a uh, another bit of a sub subplot here that I really enjoy. But uh, Judge Holler is uh, doing a background check on uh, on Vinny. You know, and so he uh, he gets this uh, background check back. And he finds out that there's no record of a Vinny Gambino out of New York that that uh, that is a lawyer. And he's like, well, well, that's because I go under an alias. Oh, no, no. He changed his name legally is what he said, because there, I guess there was an actor by that same name. Uh, was it Joey Gallo? Joe, I, I can't remember. Something like that, probably. It's, it's, yeah, it's like Gallo. And then like later on, he, he comes back it's like, well, there's uh, Gallo is dead. And he goes, Gallo with a G? No, it's Callow with a C. Or I, I might have him backwards. I, I forget. But uh, I kind of I kind of enjoy that because there, there's a payoff for that, too. So. You know, I, I think the writing is is really solid here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I really appreciated the writing, and I thought that they really, even though there were a couple subplots, and the only one was like a little distracting, but the writing really carried this film, and I, I didn't think I'd be, you know, laughing and you know not knowing how long it was, and because I, I just went into the movie with open expectations, and really surprised me, like, um. Like, yeah, it's definitely up there with some of my favorite comedies now, I think. Yeah, it, it, you got that. That's kind of the best way to to watch a movie when you kind of go in and, and not knowing what it was going to be about. Everyone else is saying, you know, yeah, like, um, yeah, that's what I like. Uh, you know, when we do the old movies on um, War Machine versus War Horse, right? Yeah, like what I've tried to do with those movies is I tried to go into it without looking up. Uh, what the reviews were on it or anything like that and just having my own opinion because it's so hard with the internet now to actually like have your own opinion if you know what i mean right. like if yeah. you're looking if you even like read one review it's no longer just your opinion 
you know yeah because somebody had an influence on it yeah someone had an influence so i think when especially like you know newer movies like there's certain movies i don't want to go see because they're gonna be awful like you know point break i went to see yeah that's a upcoming original remake uh, episode there (laughs) yes i i yeah the the and i've not seen the original and i'm looking forward to because like even without seeing the uh, original i was disappointed by it so you know i can i i know some people are gonna feel like like oh when they see it because you know like it's got great beautiful shots but that's it there's no story the dialogue's awful like the directing's erratic you know what i mean so i feel that people like there's certain newer movies now that you have to kind of look and see what the reviews are because you know you can't because you know that it's going to be awful already just by looking at it kind of a thing but with these older movies i love going into it with these open expectations except for what like two people have told me or something like that you know yeah i'm in that same boat because uh i i get a lot of flack that i had not seen the original point break uh, up up until that uh, re- for reviewing for original remake, and so uh, so I actually saw the remake first, and everyone was telling me to watch the original first, which I had planned, but with podcasting and life, I just I wasn't able to to get that yeah. in, so I had to watch the remake first, and then I watched the original, and so yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that since you haven't seen it, but um, yeah, I always joke uh, as as when do we even bring it up? But I know. Original remake is on episode 14, 15, something like that in the mid teens right now. And like early on when we first started, Point Break came up, you know, and I, I just kind of joked like, oh, yeah, it's my favorite movie of all time, you know, and I knew very little uh, about it. So it was kind of a, a running joke. And we finally huh. got to that episode. We so we um, got to that. But that's awesome. Yeah. Dude. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out, listeners. I will. For that. Yeah. All right. So what do you think of the, the scene with uh, Vinny and Mona uh, fighting? And uh, this is where we find out that um, I, I guess they made an agreement that after Vinny wins his first case, that uh, they would, you know, get married, start a family, what have you. But um, it's been like 10 years. Yeah, I think this was the scene that really won her her Oscar kind of a thing. Okay. Like she really like she stole the scene from Pesci in a way. And yeah. That's really hard to do. <laughs> that's really hard to do like De Niro couldn't do it for crying out loud so like I think it was it was like you know one of those more serious scenes even though there were layers of comedy in it but it was one of those more serious scenes which you know sometimes comedies need like um my favorite comedy of all time is Good Morning Vietnam and you know okay. a lot of people see that as a drama but you know I see it as a comedy but with you know some serious serious drama in it as well and i think i think that's what you need like you either need a good balance of drama and comedy uh, or a good balance of action and comedy i feel that if it's just a comedy and it has no sort of emotional layer to it it doesn't work as well so i i really liked how you kind of like felt for this poor woman who who's had to you know who's stuck by Vinny, even though Vinny, you know you you love him, but he he is a bit of a flawed character, and she stuck by him and you know supported him through all this. And I think that you kind of it's when you I, that's when I really started to like her as a character, Mona Lisa. Yeah, <laughs> as a character, yeah. yeah. I uh yeah I I that's a very great insight on, on that. Um, I agree that 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 was definitely her scene, but I do find it funny that um. 
you know, like uh, Pesci does kind of kind of take over at the end of that. Like he, he finishes it off, you know, with an exclamation point, you know, and, and uh, I think she's kind of like, um, yeah, OK, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, it, it, it was a good scene. And, you know, this is where we, we get to see, you know, some more uh, Mona Lisa after this. You know, so this is where her character really steps it up. Um we we get a, a short scene where they slept out in their car in the middle of a field overnight, and so the next day, uh, you know his clothes gets all muddy up, and this was the funny scene where he shows up to court with this suit that looked like I don't know a magician's yeah tuxedo or suit, something yeah I guess that was brilliant yeah what'd you think of that 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 was yeah that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, like that suit was like ridiculous. Like, can you imagine actually showing up to like, oh my gosh, can you imagine showing up to court in a suit like that? Like, I I don't know if they like the judge would like, wouldn't the judge like cut you out straight away? Well, (laughs) I mean, like, go. Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad that uh, he he stood up to the judge. He's like, look, you you wanted me to dress. It's something nice. Okay, my, my suit got dirty, you know, and, and I got something to appease you, you know, so here it is. Deal with it, you know, basically. So so that was really nice. Um let's get to uh let's get to the end here where where uh okay, so Vinny's been working very hard and Mona was trying to uh, there's this scene where Mona's like showing him pictures of like everything that she's been taking, you know, and you know he's frustrated with the with the case right now, and so so they have like a a bit of a fight here, and he's like, oh great, you know how's this gonna help me? There's there's a picture of me, what was it in the in the shower or something or something in the bathroom, yeah. And so like yeah, he pisses her off, and then and then one day while he's actually uh, doing some research and stuff like that, he does find a picture that uh, did you pick up on it right away when he was looking at uh, when he's comparing some pictures you know of the no uh, of the i didn't crime scene. actually okay that's the thing i didn't and then as soon as i found out it was like oh you know that you know sometimes you have those and like i feel it was more because like in comedies i kind of i'm more um it's more common for me to like shut my brain up because i've seen so sure. many awful comedies. so like this i actually had to like turn my brain on a little more which was good because i like a comedy that can make you think at the same time and you yeah, know make sure yeah yeah. So, so, so there's a, yeah, there's a bit of, um, I, I think it, it's, it's a reveal for sure. And, uh, basically the two pictures he's comparing are two different, uh, tire marks. You know, one, one's, I think the evidence picture and the other one is, uh, Mona Lisa's, uh, picture that she took herself. And, um, the, the tire marks are completely in two different places. And so, uh, we we get the scene in court here where he calls Mona Lisa as a witness, which you know they're still fighting, and there's a funny scene where the judge is like, are, are, "Do you two know each other?" and and Vinny's like, "She's my fiance," and the judge is like, "Oh, okay, well that explains it," <laughs> you know. So <laughs> I thought that was that was great. Yeah. But um, so um, we don't get to hear the details of this, but Vinny asks the uh, the sheriff to do him uh, a quick favor. Right. And and then uh, the the proceeding continues. And then uh, with Mona Lisa on the stand, we get this uh, pretty cool scene where the district attorney Trotter kind of not cross examines her, but he um, he what does he do? He he kind of tests her expertise 
on uh, on auto mechanics, right? What you do in your father's garage? Tune-ups, oil changes, brake relining, engine rebuilds, rebuild some trannies, rear end. Okay, okay. But does being an ex-mechanic necessarily qualify you as being an expert on tire marks? No. Thank you. Goodbye. Sit down and stay there until you're told to leave. Donna. Ms. Vito's expertise is in general automotive knowledge. It is in this area that her testimony will be applicable. Now, if Mr. Trotter wishes to voir dire a witness as to the extent of her expertise in this area, I'm sure he's going to be more than satisfied. Okay. All right. All right. Now, uh, Ms. Vito, being an expert on general automotive knowledge. Can you tell me what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? It's a bullshit question. Does that mean that you can't answer it? It's a bullshit question. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. Your Honor, I move to disqualify Ms. Vito as an expert witness. Can you answer the question? No, it is a trick question. Why is it a trick question? Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four-barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing would be four degrees before top dead center. Well, oh, she's acceptable, Your Honor. What'd you think of that? With well, your like, first, uh, I, I love that part. scene where, like, you know, she, he's like, he's like, she, she, she doesn't know anything. He's like, she does not know what she's talking about. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, then she just completely drops the mic and goes like this full on car she's like well you know it has these wheels and these wheels and i'm like yes that that scene was like oh man that that was like you know the the scene where you get really excited like you're playing basketball and someone dunks and you're going nuts on the bench like that was like that scene of the movie oh uh, yeah you- i like that yeah that's a, that's a very very good uh um yeah what was that what's that word i'm thinking not metaphor but uh- analogy Analysis, yeah, analogy. Thank you. Uh, see, that's why you're on the show to to school this old man here. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I, you're I, you're smarter than me. I I just I, I'm I'm learning English right now in school. So well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The um, yeah. I just uh, I I really do like that scene. And if yeah. that earlier scene when they fought didn't do it for you, this this helped it. Yeah. You know, because she's like, that's a, it's a bogus question. You, you can't answer it. And he's like, you can't answer it. Cause you don't know. And you're right. She absolutely drops the mic. And when she's done, she's just, you know, she wasn't even like, yeah, that's right. She was just kind of like, I told you, you know, like, yeah. and the judge just looks at her. Like it's, it's a yeah. great comical look. He's just like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. What just happened? <laughs> what just happened in the, my courtroom? Yeah, I, I like the was it was it uh, District Attorney Trotter who looks at the, the the actual expert. He looks over and he shrugs his shoulder like, yeah, she yeah sounds yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, it sounds right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so the um, so the sheriff finally comes back and apparently Vinny had asked him to 
to do a little research if there was another car that looked similar to the cars that uh, Bill and Stan drove uh, that day that was, you know, reported missing or whatever. And, and sure enough that there was. So, um, so basically the, the, the court was one that it, it was not uh, Bill and Stan. And now thinking about it, what, what do you think about, um, I, I know this movie is about Vinny, but what do you think about like Bill and Stan as the uh, supporting characters? Because they, they actually don't have a whole lot to do except for like when they first meet Vinny. Yeah, but they excel in what they do. And, you know, they're both uh, like uh, Stan. They helped move the story for sure. They did. They did. And it started. that's how the movie started and how people became interested in the movie. So I thought I thought it was definitely very very good on their part like what they they might have had smaller roles but they 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 had definitely had enjoyable roles you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure and so we talked about that guy with the two hundred dollars how like you know we we may not really had needed that scene yeah but my my favorite callback uh you know that has kind of been going on during this movie is uh is the whole background check thing so we find out from the judge that there was indeed a, a Joey uh, Callow, you know, with uh, some pretty good credentials. And apparently Mona Lisa is the one that called in, uh, called a friend to to do a favor for her. So um, so she did that and she gets uh, some brownie points from Vinny. Yeah, and it's uh, it's one of those classic Hollywood endings that ends well that I actually liked. Because normally when you have happy endings in a lot of comedies, it's like, ugh. Ugh, like a little cheesy yeah a little cheesy it kind of makes you want to throw up but uh this this was like i, I liked it it was really nice ending and it, you know it left me feeling kind of elated after watching the movie i had a lot of laughs and it was a nice ending and a good all-around movie and you know you don't get that with many comedies these days so it definitely was enjoyable movie experience and i'm very happy that uh, we decided on this one to uh, talk about all right. Um, now, it's been almost 24 years. What is Vinny Gambino, I'm sorry, uh, Joey Gallo doing now? Well, I, I see him. You, you uh, think he's a judge? Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. He's still a lawyer. He's uh, he's fighting for the little man, you know. And uh, uh, his, Personal injury still, yeah, you think? Yeah, yeah. And he's. Uh, I'm sure he's doing a lot of car, uh, car law because uh, his, uh, his wife now, who has uh, three kids, is... Uh, comes in as an expert witness every time <laughs> oh there you go you know what it'd be funny if uh he worked with uh Saul Goodman you know in personal injury that would that would be the, <laughs> hey I would pay to see that definitely and uh have that, you heard that they want to make spin-off. a sequel to wanna, what this movie yeah yeah they want to make uh my cousin Vinny too because you know how they're making you know uh you know the movie twins with uh, yes, Danny tri- DeVito. The triplets. Yeah, yeah, they're going to make that. So now they want to make My Cousin Vinny and like they want to make it something like My Dad Vinny where he's uh, like he's um he's helping his son out of like some weird mm. I don't know. The, the we'll see. I did not hear that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but, that'd uh, be very interesting. I I, I'd I watch hope it. I hope it would be as good as the original. Um, it probably won't. It probably but, won't. Yes, but, but, but but I hope it's enjoyable at least. Yes, enjoyable. <laughs> for, there for you sure. go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On this show, uh, we we like to uh, give ratings, and I even break break them down into quarters. Um. So, uh, do do you want to go first in in giving uh, out of five like, or ten? Yeah, or? out of five. Yeah, just a little recap, and then and then uh, what you would rate okay. it. Okay. 
Yeah, so like My Cousin Vinny was definitely a, a very surprising comedy because I didn't know. I, I knew a little bit about it going in, but not that much. And I think it benefits substantially probably from a great second half because the first half was enjoyable, but the second half was like brilliant, lots of great dialogue, lots of funny comedy, just lots of great scenes. I think it really excelled once it was in the court room. Um, but this movie would probably out of five, get a 4.25 out of five for me. Something like that. All right. Yeah, it was, it was I, uh, I actually, it, it would even get close to a four and a half. I'd say it's, it's really hard to, it's really hard to say, cause I only watched it last night, but I'd say either a 4.25 or a 4.5 out of five. It was definitely a very, very good comedy. All right. Very good. Uh, I actually agree with you. Uh, I'm going to go with a 4.25. And uh, I agree with uh, what you said about like the first half of the movie. You know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of setup and yeah. that's not a bad thing, uh, obviously, because we get a lot of payoffs uh, at the end. The end. Uh, got a lot of great characters. I, I love the sheriff. I love the, the judge, even the uh, district attorney Trotter. Um, just a lot of great characters. The I guess the only and it, I don't even want to call it an issue, but just that that one subplot with the guy with the two hundred dollars, like uh, you know, I can do without that. Yeah, uh, t- two hours is is a little long, but I would never be like, oh well, I don't want to watch uh, my cousin Vinny because it's two hours. But no. it, it's a great watch. Um, I watched it just last year because you know I was a, a guest on War Machine versus War Horse, but I I own this on Blu-ray. Like I, I will continue to watch this again. You know, yeah. it's just great. It's funny. You know, I can't wait for uh, Phoenix to watch it. I mean, because he's already getting. You know, he's there. He's at that age where he he knows the bad words. He doesn't use them. But um, I, I've been yeah. pre- uh, pretty selective with what I watch with him. You know, over yeah. the years. But uh, you know, at this point, I'm like, you know, it's it's he can watch whatever now. But uh, I would be curious to see what he thinks uh, about this movie. Yeah. But um, yeah, if there's a sequel, I'll watch it. You know, just because I I enjoy this one this much. But uh, there we go. Both of us four point two five. There we go. So, yeah. So uh, yeah, it was really fun. I want to thank you again. Yeah. Uh, for coming on the show. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me on. It was a uh, uh, really enjoyable, and uh, I I can't wait until the next one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, so if um, well, why don't you go ahead and give a plug again on the website, sure. and also tell the listeners where uh, they can follow you on uh, online. Yeah, so um, yeah, once again, uh, it's a tale of two dance. So uh, if you go to www.taleoftwodans.com, you can find us there, and uh, on Twitter and Facebook, we're a tale of two dance. So. Uh, as it sounds and um, yeah right now we're actually doing uh, something that's like the Oscars but more a little more fun we're doing an Oscar slash MTV hybrid awards thing on our website it's called the unity movie awards and what we're doing is uh, we're we're letting critics and writers and podcasters choose the nominees and we're doing a fun awards and a serious awards so we're like honoring all the movies of the year because, you know, stuff like the Oscars and the Golden Globes, they forget about stuff like Ex Machina and uh, the end of tour and stuff like that because it was a long time ago. So what we're doing is we're wanting people to choose their favorite movies and favorite sci-fis and, you know, the so bad it's good. And uh, so, yeah, right now we're doing that. So voting will start next week, I think, on that. And uh, definitely tune in and tell us what you think of uh 2015 as a movie year so uh thanks a lot peter for having me on and uh 
uh, hopefully we can have uh, we can have you on uh, Tale of Two Dams sometimes. You and uh, Phoenix. Yeah, for sure. That that'd be really fun. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, previous guest here, Alicia is a part of the Unity Awards, right? She she's helping in some capacity. Yes, yes, she's um, yes, she has uh, she has entered her nominations already, and uh, yeah, what we're doing is um, we're having all the blogs, and we're it's kind of like a partnership. So uh, obviously, if uh, you know these people get to have a little press too, because we get a good viewership per uh, per day, and uh, yeah, so uh, obviously, Peter, if uh, if you want to hand in your uh, nominations too, uh, and uh, Phoenix will. The more the merrier. So uh, yeah, I don't know if anybody wants my nominations, but uh, you know we'll, we'll definitely talk about that off mic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, d- definitely uh, you know check out uh, Tale of Two Dan's. Now uh, everything that you mentioned, I'll have links and such on the show notes of this episode uh, to yeah. make it easier for the listeners to access. But um, yeah, we, we've mentioned it before. Followingfilms.com, check that out. That's uh, the network that Hydrate Level Four is a part of. On there, you can find our latest content, obviously, but you can also find contents of other great shows such as Pop Culture Case Studies, True Bromance Film Podcast, War Machine vs. War Horse, and my other show that I do with Michael Deniston called Original Remake. Uh, you can visit barrenspace.com to check out my podcast, Back to the Future, the animated series podcast, and also CortemParts.com, where you can find my weekly show with Devin called We Got Five. So until the next episode, I'm Peter. I'm Daniel. And this is Hydrate Level 4. Well, it was a New Yorker turning about to take a southern journey into places that he'd never been. She was a brunette out of Brooklyn, fast talking and good looking with a body that was made for sin. And she wanted him for marriage because the torch that she carried was harder than the fires of hell. But he said he didn't need her, still she followed him down deep into the buckle of the Bible She pleaded and she told him all she needed was a little tender love and care But he was wrapped up in his work and acting like a jerk by pretending that she wasn't there But her heart was love-stricken so she never thought of quitting or giving up on how she fell She had plans to seduce him if she could, she would loosen a notch in the Bible bed